Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. You see, spiritual leadership, spiritual leadership, it's a lot more than expertise or education or ability. Timothy would learn from his mentor's example, things like how to live a life of humility, surrender, dependence upon the Holy Spirit, as well as perseverance and integrity. What does it take to be a great spiritual leader? It takes more than just memorizing and knowing about the Bible. Being a spiritual leader takes someone who is willing to sacrifice their own desires for the desire of what God wants. Today, Pastor Robert is going to teach you what it means to be a spiritual leader. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 16, as he begins his message, Lessons from a Leader. Chapter 16 at verse 6, where Paul and, and now Silas with Luke, as we'll see, Luke steps into the, the entourage there, and young Timothy as well. They're embarking on a new missionary journey. It was Paul's second, it was actually, I guess you could say, the second formal missionary endeavor of the early church. And we should probably make note of the fact that Timothy was, he was just a teenager, we think. There's no definite indication, but just the way things are put together and the way it's all written, I think we can infer from Paul's writings that he was just a kid. He, he had left behind his mom, Eunice, his grandmother, Lois, back at Lystra. We know that because of Paul's letter later to Timothy. And, and so, you know, he was serving basically as an apprentice to the Apostle Paul. And, you know, I, I was thinking about the fact that this would have been a huge step of faith for, for Timothy's mom and, and grandmother. Travel was extremely dangerous in the first century. You know, if you think about it, it's not at all like it is today. We have a lot more, well, law enforcement presence for one thing, but we just have more order in our society than the ancient world had unless you lived in a, in a big city. You know, lawlessness was normal. Piracy and slave trading and robbery and all, all these things were very real concerns for, for people. You know, there's a book, I've recommended it to you before, but I'm gonna mention it again. The title of it is The Book That Made Your World. And it talks about how 
the Bible was used by God, how the, how the Bible, you know, once it became available just to the average person, that there was motivation for people to learn to read. But not only that, countries that really weren't countries, like, for example, Germany, this, the author mentions Germany. It, Germany didn't exist. There were tribes, and they were warring tribes. They functioned as, you know, they just clans that would come and raid the, you know, each other and might made right. But the Bible changed that. The scripture, the word of God changed all of that. But in, at this point in time, people didn't have the scriptures. People didn't, by and large, didn't understand the righteousness of God. They didn't understand the order that God intended for humanity. And if they set out on a long journey like the one Paul had planned for this missions team, man, it, it was a big deal. It, it, you know, there were all kinds of dangers, not to mention the fact, I mean, just, you know, sea travel, which was very much a part of Paul's missionary journeys. It was dangerous to, to get into a ship. Timothy's family, I mean, they had really just met Paul, it seems like. They probably didn't know him all that well, and nobody yet understood who Paul was becoming. That's another thing that as we read these early accounts of the ministry of the apostle Paul, remember, they, they didn't really know who he was becoming, Lois and, and her daughter Eunice had come to faith in Jesus Christ through Paul's ministry, it seems. So they, they trusted God to guide and to protect Timothy. By the way, that's an important distinction for all of us to make note of because I, I find a lot of times we've we really don't remember as Christians who we're trusting. I, I hear it a lot from wives who don't trust their husbands, for example. Just giving you an example, okay? Listen, God tells you to trust him. Trust him. Now, that's true for us as men as well, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But, but you see, today you and I know Paul's significance to our Christian faith. We, we know who he is. We know who he was. And, and we kind of take it for granted. But Eunice, Timothy's mother, she didn't have the benefit of history or the scripture. She couldn't possibly have known how great a privilege it was for her son to be discipled and trained by this great man of God who would be used by the Lord to give us most of the New Testament scriptures. But listen, what I'm hoping to show you today as we go through the rest of this passage is that it wasn't just Paul's doctrinal expertise. It wasn't just his education or, or his intellect. It wasn't his abilities that made him a great role model and teacher for Timothy. You see, spiritual leadership, spiritual leadership, it's a lot more than expertise or education or ability. Timothy would learn from his mentor's example, things like how to live a life of humility, surrender, dependence upon the Holy Spirit, as well as perseverance and integrity. So I'm planning to point out four lessons we can learn from what I believe was surely at times a somewhat bewildered leader. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Talking about Asia Minor. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, 
but the Spirit did not permit them. It's such an interesting phrase there. Forbidden by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit did not permit them. You know, it'd be great if we had some details about that. How did the Holy Spirit stop them from traveling into Asia Minor, into Bithynia? The Bible doesn't tell us. The Bible doesn't give us that information. All we know, listen, Paul had some specific plans. They were vetoed by the Spirit of God at that particular point in time. Now, I was thinking about, have you ever had this happen? Have you ever had anything like that happen in your life? Did you recognize it for what it was? You know, you have a solid plan, but for whatever reason, your plan doesn't work out. Lesson number one, make your plans. Make your plans. Planning is good, but always hold your plans loosely before the Lord of creation. I I remember one time, and this was now more than 10 years ago, but Calvary Chapel Koinonia in Lima, was getting ready to celebrate their 10-year anniversary. And Pastor Brian invited me as his pastor to fly down there and speak to the church. And, you know, it was a great honor. I was excited about it. My plan was to go to the pastor's conference in California, which was the week just immediately prior to their anniversary celebration. And then I would just fly from Los Angeles to Lima. And then from Lima, I'd fly back to Miami. But, but there was a hiccup, you see, because while I was in the air, I was already on my flight from Miami to Los Angeles. And I realized my passport was locked away in a safe deposit box at the bank in Miami Beach. I'm like, oh. So as soon as I landed in Los Angeles, fortunately it was an early flight and, and I went, it was, you know, National Bank, right? Bank of America, I'll just tell you who it was. So I'm, I go straight to Bank of America. There was a branch right by the airport. I landed, I go to the, go to the bank and they're like, mm, no, we're not going to be able to help you. Now this was Monday morning and I'm thinking this is not going to be a big problem. We'll be able to get it, you know, get it shipped to me, so forth and so on. No, we, it can't be done. I'm like, what do you mean it can't be done? It's like I'm in a Bank of America branch. I have a Bank of America. I could rant right now. Even now, 10 years later, I could rant about this. If you can't tell, it's still emotion, right? Man, I felt so bad. I was stuck. There was nothing that I could do. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for the powerful truth and the promises that lie within its pages. There's always something to learn from the Bible, and we hope you'll make it part of your daily routine. If you'd like to listen to more of Pastor Robert's teachings from the Book of Acts, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. You'll also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. We also want to invite you to join us for worship this weekend. 
come visit Calvary Miami Beach on Sunday for worship and Bible study, or join us online as we live stream. You'll be able to find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under About at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Robert next time, right here on Main Thing Radio.